0: You'll be playing with LeBron James, and Anthony Davis. They'll be playing with me. <laughs> yeah, I made the playoffs last year. They didn't. It's the difference. Did, did you, did you guys started talking. Yet? Yeah, of course. Yeah, but I'm for. I'm, I'm glad that you know. Hey everyone, welcome to another edition of the Wall Street Journal podcast. On today's episode, we are going to be talking about the Miami Heat offseason. So to recap the Heat season from last year, they finished at 53-29. and 29. In the playoffs, they then lost ultimately in the Eastern Conference Finals to the Boston Celtics in a Game 7 at home. But before that, they beat the Hawks in the first round four games to one and the Philadelphia 76ers in the Eastern Conference semifinals four games to two. And so overall, you would say any team that makes it to an Eastern Conference finals and goes all the way to game seven, that is a successful season. But the Miami Heat are not your typical franchise. This is a team that has won three championships in this this century. And with Pat Riley at the helm, you know that the standard is always to win championships especially if this is a team that made the NBA Finals in 2020 and you know Pat Riley would love to be back there um, and to compete for another title but ultimately it did not work out if I had to say why the heat ultimately fell short their defense was good but ultimately they just did not have enough offensive firepower Uh, you know they were just always short one playmaker Kyle Lowry did not give them the offensive playmaking and shooting that they thought he would. And part of that was because he was just not in shape. And also he, um, suffered injuries throughout the year. And so the heat always felt one playmaker or one scorer short. Um, they were a little low on shooting Duncan Robinson because of his poor defense was not able to be in the playoff rotation. And so the Heat really had to make up for that. I mean, they always do a great job. They find guys like Max Strus, Gabe Vincent. Um, they all played huge minutes for them. Um, they find these guys, they plug them in, and they do a great job. I mean, ultimately, right, this Heat team suffered injuries to Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo, Kyle Lowry, all these guys throughout the season, and they still finished as the number one seed um, at 53-29. and 29. Now, part of that is when you have a coach like Eric Spolstra, He's definitely one of the top three coaches in the NBA, I would say. I think it's Steve Kerr, Spolstra, and Greg Popovich. Um, you know, that that's that's you know, he makes up for things like injuries. He can shuffle rotations, he knows how to do substitutions at the right time. He really can manage a game so well. And that's how the Heat still finished uh, as a number one seed. And so with the goal into the offseason, really, I think the Heat. Uh, they know they have a good team, but it's how did they take that next step, right? Uh, they, the teams that they got past in the first two rounds, the Atlanta Hawks, you would say they got better. They added Deshaunty Murray. The 76ers, you would say they also got better, the team they beat in the second round. I mean, Harden came back on that reduced contract. And then after that, he uh, they, they were able to also sign players like P.J. Tucker, Daniel House. And so then you think that the uh, the 76ers are also going to be better next year. So let's go over the Heat's offseason and what they did this offseason. So the players that they lost, Markeith Morris, he signed with Brooklyn. They also lost Michael Mulder, Javante Smart, and P.J. Tucker, who signed with the 76ers. They, players that they added in the offseason... Nikola Jovic was their first round pick, he was drafted at number 27. They then signed undrafted rookies, so Orlando Robinson, Marcus Garrett, Darius Days, Jamal Kane, and Jamari Bouye. Ultimately, not sure if any of these moves or any of these players besides Jovic is all going to make the team. The players that they re-signed, Dwayne Dedman, Yadonis Haslam, back for a 20th season caleb martin which i thought was a great deal to bring him back and then victor oladipo who also they brought back on a one-year deal so ultimately the heat they are going to bring back largely the same team the only new addition like we were saying was nikola jovic um you know he could be a good insurance especially with bam suffering injuries really they then have to think about how are they really going to make up for the loss of pj tucker right uh, this was a guy that would guard the other team's best wing player. So say, for example, against the Sixers, you could put him on Harden. Um, or he, his defensive versatility was just incredible, and it was huge for the Heat. Um, and then on offense, he would be a great spot-up corner three shooter. So first on defense, really, to make up for Tucker, that's going to be tough for the Heat. I mean, are, you, are we going to have to play Jimmy Butler more um, and put him on, on the other team's best offensive player? I mean, that's ultimately going to drain him out on defense. And then, how much is he really going to have on the other end, on the offensive end, where he has so much responsibility? Unless Kyle Lowry's healthier and he could take some of the playmaking load off of Jimmy, uh, or Bam becomes a better playmaker, it's going to be hard to tell what's going to happen there. I think the Heat season is really going to come down to a couple of things. Number one, what is Tyler Hero's ceiling? So, Tyler Hero is going to be entering his fourth season. He has not signed an extension just yet. Um, You know, if I had to guess, Tyler Hero is a very confident player. He probably believes that coming off a sixth man of the year award, he should be getting somewhere close to the max, if not the max. And the Heat, with their salary cap situation with Jimmy on a max, Bam on a max, they probably are not going to be willing to give Tyler Hero the max. So, Where's that going to settle in? Are they going to settle somewhere in the middle? Or are they going to play this out where Tyler Hero then goes into restricted free agency? Kind of like what the Suns did with Ayton and say, go find the best offer out there and we'll match it. You could do that. But the risk you run when you do uh, play a move like that is the player is discontent. And it could really ruin team chemistry. Um, Tyler Hero, you know, he had this impressive rookie season. He killed it in the bubble. You know, everyone is calling him Bubble Hero. Part of a huge reason why they made the NBA Finals. Uh, he was not the same player his second year, but then last year, you know, he was kind of back to the Bubble Hero form. He stayed consistent throughout the year. He won sixth man of the year. And so now it's really, what's his ceiling? Um, it's it's a tough question to answer. I mean, can he be the lead, the starting two guard on a championship team? That's the question that we have to see if Tyler Hero can answer. Um in the bubble, we saw the combo of playmaking, scoring at all three levels, at the rim, mid-range, and three, with a- accuracy as well. Um, he was a great free-throw shooter, and he looked like he could be the lead two guard on a championship team. Um, we saw it in Burst last year, but if he can become that, then the Heat, I would say, I mean, yeah, they're seeing could be reaching the NBA Finals. I don't know if they can win it, but I mean, once you're in the Finals, right, you're Anything can happen. An injury to the other team. Or, you know, just luck can swing one way or another. Um, and it's really about how, making the finals and then, you know, taking your chances. Um, and so it's really going to be interesting to see what Hero's potential is going to be. And we've already seen some discontent. He's been making comments this offseason saying he wants to start. Um, is Are the Heat going to give him a starting role? Or are they going to keep him as a sixth man? Um, I'm really interested to see how that plays out. The... Other thing that I want to see with the Heat is what type of player is Kyle Lowry going to be this year? So, the Heat signed Lowry to a three year, $90 million deal in the offseason in 2021. So, he's only in the second of a th- three year deal. Um, and so, the Heat took a chance, right, on a guy as old as Lowry. They signed him through a three year deal uh, at pretty significant money. They didn't have a team option built in where they can kind of get out of that contract early. And we saw Lowry, I mean, he really showed his age last year. You know, on a team like the Heat, he doesn't have to do it all. So you thought it would be okay, but you would have liked to see a little bit more than what Lowry gave last year. Uh, Jimmy did need some help at times, especially like we were saying with playmaking. And is Lowry going to come back in better shape this year? Uh, We know the Heat have the stringent requirements with body fat and just their fitness tests are legendary. and so, what type of shape is Larry going to come back in? And even if he does come back in shape, is he going to stay healthy uh, throughout the year? That's another huge question. We uh, you know the Heat. We do know they have they can withstand injuries, and it really helps in the regular season when you have amazing depth like the Heat do. They plugged in guys like like we were saying, Max Drews, Gabe Vincent, Omer Yerzibin. Uh, they could just plug these guys in and it seems like they don't miss a beat. And you could do that in the regular season because other teams aren't prepping only for you on a night-to-night basis. Um, And so you could catch other teams off guard. We also know Miami has this uh, historic home court advantage. They call it the Miami flu for a reason, especially last year once clubs and bars were opening back up. Um, They always have that going for them as well. And with now... The Heat, you know, I'm really interested to see what, what the ceiling for this team is. Jimmy Butler is entering the first year of a four-year, $195 million max extension he signed last offseason. So, he's in, locked in for big money. So is Bam. And this team, it has the potential. But, again, like we said in the playoffs, when on a, in a seven-game series, the other team is only locked in on you. And they can make game-to-game adjustments. You can't really t- catch teams off guard like you can in the regular season. And I'm really interested to see how this heat season plays out. Uh, you know, they have Pat Riley still. They have Eric Spolstra. and we're gonna see if Heat culture can live on. And that's it for this pod, guys. Till next time, bye. I want to thank our producer Sandeep. Without him, this podcast would not be possible. If you want to get the latest news on the podcast and to support us, please follow us on Instagram and Twitter at BSJPod and check out our website at www.bsjpod.com. Thanks for tuning in.